Sanders decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I am Nolte Lee. And I am Danny. And guys, we have a nice topic. Yeah. Again, we're back there in the 20s. We have an obsession. It's a problem. Do we need help? Yes. Are we getting help? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not. <laughs> We've decided to just live with this obsession. <laughs> but as you all know, the prohibition era in the United States in the 1920s led to a wave of organized crime. We've spoken about this many times on our show with gang killings, bank robberies, and extortions of all k- kinds, okay? Which led to the gangster era, the era I wish I was I lived through. But anyway, yeah. this gave rise to legendary criminals such as Al Capone, which we spoke about last week. If you haven't listened, I'm not even going to ask you why, because I don't know what <laughs> you're doing with your life. Bugs Moran, Bonnie and Clyde, which we've also spoken about on this show. Yeah. Okay. But one of the most fascinating and invasive criminals of the era was none other than a man called Don 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 Gilinda. <laughs> oh, oh my! I messed that up, man. I was it's I was so intense. Not John. <laughs> no, it's John Dillinger, who was perhaps the most famous bank robber in all of U.S. history. Today, we will look at his story of his year-long crime spree, his daring escapes from prison, and eventually how he was caught. I don't like the fact that he was caught. Although he had a bit of an epic ending. Yeah. Then Al Capone did. Yeah. He didn't die in prison with syphilis. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start off with who he was. So John Herbert. Herbert sounds like Sherbert. Herbert sounds like someone who should be a bank teller, not a bank robber. <laughs> now I want Sherbert. I haven't had Sherbert in a long time. Can I just say this? Please don't attack me. No. Can I please just say what this? What are you right? going to say? It's just an opinion, but like he's like the better looking of the criminals that we've done this far. I know it's like he's not like all that. These guys go look at his hair. I don't know what's happening. Okay, like never mind like he's he's cheap barber. <laughs> Experience. Okay, but if you're robbing banks, I'm pretty sure you can you can afford a I'm sure he was barber. giving the money to everyone else but his barber. <laughs> and this man needs some help yeah. then. Okay, so Herbert you see now what you did to me. John Herbert <laughs> Dillinger was born in India, India, English. Indianapolis. What is happening today? <laughs> I don't, words in English are just not communicating. Okay. On the June 22nd, 1903, he experienced a difficult childhood beginning with the death of his mother at three years old. He grew up in a decent middle class residential area and his father remarried when he was six years old, but he was very like extreme with discipline and it was a very repressive environment yeah okay dillinger had a strange relationship with his stepmother who refused whom he resented and he began his trouble at school and eventually dropped out as soon as he got a job in a machine shop however he quickly grew bored guys if you're bored with your job please don't become a criminal i'm just saying unless you become a bank robber in the 1920s okay but honestly Bank, not rob- now. bank robbing today is not the same as bank robbing in, in the, the 1920s. 20s. It's not the same. Yeah. It is not as epic. I'm just telling you. Please don't rob banks. But anyway, he grew bored of his work and basically began to stay out all night. His father then became worried that he'd be corrupted by the temptations of the city. So they moved him to a farm. Yeah. 
However, this had little effect on his behavior as he was still a loose cannon and it led to his first issue with the law, which was auto theft. And after that, he joined the Navy, but was well, he deserted the Navy because he, he got joined into trouble. the Navy in 1923. Did you see the correlation there? Just saying, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She was born in 26. Same thing. So, hmm. so if I was okay, so I'm born in 2001, and you're born in in 19 something. This is why you believe the Queen. You were born in the same year as 9/11. I, I was don't born even know what that's supposed 9/11. to mean. What is that going to do? I told you, no, but I, it felt right. I was born after right. 9/11. Thank you very much. Same year. Oh, now you're going to start blaming me for those twin towers <laughs> going down. And then you and I are going to have a really big flipping problem. Anyway, so he deserted the Navy and then returned to Indianapolis. Okay, where he married 16-year-old Beryl Hovius. That is such a weird name. Hovius. <laughs> anyway, he was unable to find work when he then joined a town pool shark um, at Singleton, whose goal was to find easy money. However, he got caught in a failed holdup and a grocer in 1924 in September um, with Singleton. Singleton pled not guilty and was sentenced to two years in prison. However, Dillinger followed the advice of his father and confessed, where he was then convicted of assault and battery with intent to rob, as well as conspiracy to commit a felony, which landed him a joint sentence of 2 to 14 years and 10 to 20 years in Indiana State Prison. Stupid man. According to the FBI, this seemingly harsh punishment is what turned Dillinger into the tortured, tortured, Bitter man. You see what you've done now. I'm not even speaking English. <laughs> Tortured, bitter man. Yeah. That was whatever. And started <laughs> his infamous life of crime. So he didn't have a great upbringing. Not at all. But to be fair, if you take the two sentences, that's 34 years for it's like attempted robbery. Like yeah. that is ridiculous. Because some, some, um, Murderers don't even get that. Yeah. So that's is I agree. It is a bit of a harsh sentence. Okay. So Dillinger made the most of his sentence as he spent time in prison learning how to rob a bank. I mean, you know, be productive. Go you. <laughs> he gained parole on May tenth, nineteen thirty-three, after serving eight and a half years, and immediately began his career in bank robbing. His first robberies included five. Um, banks in Indiana and Ohio within four months and soon began to gain recognition for the daring, sharply dressed gunman. So he was clearly good at his job. Yeah. In September 1933, he was captured in a robbery in Ohio. While awaiting trial a month later, he would complete his first jailbreak. Guys, I love people who break out of prison. He's Me so too. epic. While frisking Dillinger, police found a document which appeared to be a plan for a prison break. However, he claimed he was like, what's that? I don't know how that <laughs> got there. Never seen Four days later, eight of Dillinger's pals back in Indiana State Prison used those exact plans and shot two guards on the way out and escaped. Two of these escaped prisoners arrived at the jail where Dillinger was being held on October 12th and told the sheriff that they were going to return Dillinger to the Indiana State Prison. However, when they asked for the credentials, they pulled out a gun and shot the sheriff and beat him unconscious. They freed Dillinger, locked away the sheriff's wife and deputy in the cell and made a swift getaway, leaving the sheriff to die on the jail floor. 
After the jailbreak, the FBI's help was immediately requested because obviously these people are making a noise. The men were identified as Harry Pierpoint, Russell Clark, Charles Mackley, and Harry Copeland. Such weird names. Copeland, like what? Pierpoint. Not weird. They're definitely 1920s names. Yeah. You know, like, for example, there's such names that are like, out of fashion now like you can't, i can't imagine a baby being named margaret does that make sense like it's an old person name yeah because it's out is of there fashion. any names from the 1920s you'd name your kid al capone i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so I don't i'd think have so to either. look at they quite like 1920s names are like velma mona elizabeth like old old names i don't yeah. think i'd name my kid that no okay and they were now all wanted by the FBI. Apparently, their like fingertips were like flagged red or something. Their fingerprints or something, which now officially meant that these were people who were wanted by yeah. the FBI. Okay. However, this didn't stop them from what they did best, as they continued their grand series of bank robbings throughout the year-long spree. They also plundered police arsenals and stole several machine guns, gun rifles, and revolvers, as well as ammunition and bulletproof vests. You see, you plan. You can't be doing stuff Mm -hmm. and be lacking in the equipment. I'm just saying. The gang killed several officers during their robberies and were found and captured while hiding in Arizona. However, this did not bother Dillinger because on March 3rd, 1934, Dillinger successfully escaped Crown Point Prison, which was considered to be unescapable. Guys, why can't I do stuff like this? I feel like my life is so boring. Like, I don't get to do jailbreaks. Like, for real, for real. Mm. If you were put into prison now, would you start planning your jailbreak or would you freak out? I'd freak out. I don't even want to lie to you right okay, now. Okay, but I'd prisons nowadays had, are I've different had... to prisons back then as well. I couldn't, I would be terrified to go to a prison now. Especially, apparently was, women's prisons are very Would it not have been worse back places? in the days? Because the criminals back in the days were hardcore. Like these yeah, but it's were... easier to escape back then than it is now. Okay, escape, yes, but no one. No be cameras. Up Imagine being locked there's up. There's a there's with... a documentary on Netflix called "The World's Toughest Prisons," and my friend Taryn was really invested in it, and then she used to send me all the information. And the, oh no, <laughs> uh-uh. and I feel like women's prisons are particularly. I've seen Worse. that they are scary places. They are very scary. So I'm fine. That's why I have not committed crime <laughs> of yet. <laughs> but how he escaped was so cool because he literally used a razor and a piece of wood. And what he did was he crafted like he carved a gun and then painted it with shoe polish and used it to get his way out. Like. How epic do you have to be? They could have killed him, but they didn't. How intimidating do you have to be that you can fake using a block of wood (laughs) as a gun? And they're like, no. And you get your freedom. Anyway, it was reported that on his way out, he was singing, I'm headed for my last roundup and drove away in the sheriff's car. Uh, In the meantime. I can see him singing. I really can as well. In the sunset. Yeah. Uh, and whistling away, I can. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone make a movie, please. 
Okay, at the mean in the meantime, the gang which his gang which had consisted of Pierpoint, Mackley and Clark returned to were returned to Ohio where they were convicted of murder of the sheriff they had let die in their attempted escape. Okay? They then attempted another escape where Mackley was killed and Pierpoint was left wounded but recovered a month later only to be executed right after. Following escape from Crown Point, Dillinger joined his now girlfriend Evelyn Freschetti. Wait, wasn't he married? So did he get divorced? I think so. Or did he just some date new woman? Because I swear he married that 16-year-old. He did. Mans, what you doing? I thought I'd find the song, but I really can't. These don't seem like it. wanted to hear what it would sound like. It's an actual song. I don't think this is I it. feel like this he was just singing. 1941. You know when he people are like, singing, yeah. you know when you just sing, sing out random yeah. stuff? I feel like he was just doing they that. So now he yeah. met up with his new <laughs> girlfriend, Evelyn Freschetti, whatever you say. That is a... I'm going to go with Freschetti. It sounds mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and the couple headed to St. Paul. Dillinger then joined gangsters Homer Van Meter, Lester Babyface. I swear there are so many gangsters with the name Babyface. Yeah, but this this babyface was the one that was very hectic with just oh, okay. like killing anyone. Lester, babyface Nelson Gillis, and Eddie Green, as well as Tommy Carroll, and the newly formed gang worked together for more successful bank robbing. However, his career as a famous criminal would come to a dead stop in March 30th, 1934. Okay, and what? Because basically, a whole bunch of events happened up and towards his. His capture, and the first thing that happened was that an FBI agent had spoken to a manager of the Lincoln Court Apartments in St. Paul, and he had reported these two suspicious tenants that were using the names Mr. and Mrs. Hellman. This led the FBI to then beginning surveillance on the Hellman's apartments, and the following day they knocked on the door. Evelyn opened and immediately shut the door in their face. And that's when they were like, something's something's up. So they called for reinforcements and surrounded the building. And the agents then also saw a man enter a hall um, near the unit and questioned him. It actually had then turned out to be Homer Van Meter, okay, who quickly drew his gun. Shot to exchange and Van Meter fled the building in the midst of the gunfire. He got in a truck and forced the driver at gunpoint to drive to Eddie Green's apartment. Meanwhile, the Hellmans, who were actually... Dillinger and his girlfriend um, opened the door with machine gun and quickly began spewing bullets down the hallway. Inside the apartment, Dillinger and Evelyn then led, uh, fled through the back door and also drove to Green's apartment. There, D- Dillinger was treated for a bullet room that had been obtained during this whole gunfight. Yeah. Okay, back at the apartment, the FBI found a Thompson machine gun, two automatic rifles, a uh, 138 caliber Colt automatic and two bulletproof vests. So this is obviously what they'd stolen from the arsenal a couple years back. At the same time, agents across town found Eddie Green's hideout. He attempted to draw his gun but was shot by agents and died in hospital eight days later. Dillinger and Evelyn then made their way to Mooresville in... I don't know. Is that Indiana? I'm assuming so. Somewhere there. Staying with Dillinger's father and half brother, while you see, um, we're not from America, so I don't know the American state I N codes. So apologies for that. What is it? I think it's Indiana. Probably. If that's a state, I'm sorry if it's not a state. I don't know the states. 
Does this come up with anything? It is low too. Oh. <laughs> okay, while that loads. It is, Indiana. I was right. Mm-hmm. Look at me, general <laughs> knowledge for the win. Okay. Not long after, Evelyn went back to Chicago to visit a friend where she was found and arrested by the FBI. She was put on charge for conspiracy to harbor a fugitive and was convicted, fined $1,000 and sentenced to two years. However, Dillinger's gang were far from finished from wreaking havoc. You see, these people, they don't stop paying. It's like, oh, they try to arrest us, let's just Mm -hmm. rob more banks. In April 1934, the FBI received a tip that there was a sudden influx of a suspicious guest at the Little Lodge in Wisconsin. The FBI concluded that one seemed to match the description of Dillinger as well as Babyface Nelson. An FBI task force then arrived on the scene surrounding it. Suddenly, streams of bullets b- came down from the roof. You see these people, they you want to try catch them. No, they know no, you're coming. No. <laughs> Several offers were... officers were injured and one of one of the agents were killed. By the end of the night, however, Dillinger was gone. He had fled. He had once again fled the scene of the crime along with five other fugitives. Then a special agent named Samuel L. Cope Samuel L. Samuel A. I'm mixing up my words today. Mm-hmm. I blame you, Nolene. Uh, definitely can blame the queen. Sorry! She thinks she invented English. She did not! Yeah, but she, we know she didn't, but she thinks she, she does. Did. Oh, you know what? Samuel she, A. She Coley was assigned to the head of the FBI's investigation against Dillinger, and he planned a strategy to finally catch up with Dillinger. The man and his legendary crime scene would then end on the night of July 22nd, 1934. A squad of agents had tracked down any possible tips and rumors surrounding Dillinger's potential arrest. This led them to a woman named Anna Sage, who famously became known as the woman in red. Imagine being able to be known as something that awesome. Right? The woman in red. (laughs) Why? Why is life so boring now? (laughs) Honestly, like, what is going on? Anna was a Romanian immigrant who had come to the US in 1914 and was working in Chicago as a brothel madam. Immigration services had already begun her deportations. And so when she recognized um, a photo of Dillinger, she realized he knew she knew Dillinger as well as his current girlfriend, whose name was Polly Hamilton. She agreed to reveal her information and help the investigation for a cash reward, as well as the FBI's help to prevent her deportation. So on July 22nd, Sage informed the police that she would be attending a movie at a local theater with Dillinger and Polly while they were um, well, obviously, she, like we said, she became known as the woman in red. She actually was wearing orange to be more visible to the people when they walked out. Yeah. So the trio attended the viewing of Manhattan melodrama and exited around 10.30 p.m. There, Dillinger found FBI agents waiting for him. He attempted to escape, of course, because my man is epic, but five shots were fired. And at 10.50 p.m. on t- July 22nd, 1934, John Dillinger was pronounced dead in total dillinger and his gang killed 10 men and wounded seven others 27 people were convicted in federal courts on charges of harboring and abetting and did you know that our man john dillinger was the first man to ever be declared as america's public enemy number one and would forever be remembered as one of the most elusive criminals of all time. How do you imagine, catch this man? Like, imagine how? being the first most wanted person. That's epic. Like, no, you, you, you were even there before Al Capone. Right? Like, what? I'm sorry. He was epic from the bank robberies to... And I mean, he... 
successful on another level mm. to robbing police arsenals to several prison escapes okay to when you literally have police surrounding your your apartment are able to fire on them and still escape like yeah. this man right here is why i am invested in crime the way i am he is epic him and his hairstyle y'all go google a picture of it. <laughs> it's really weird it looks like he's got like something it's like a beehive <laughs> you know you're not wrong but it looks worse from the side than what I it looks it like from the front. it does look worse from the side. Did yeah, his girlfriend or wife, like whoever, because we I'm, don't know this I'm, man's I'm, affairs. I want to understand what's... Did she ha- not I'm, say... I want to understand why is it going like this? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why is it making an, like an M? Like his hairline I makes think that's an M. His, that's just like... That's all natural. That's just <laughs> sad. That is very sad. He's not bad looking. He's not bad looking. I mean, compared to Al Capone... And Pablo Escobar, and didn't ooh. we say last week though we thought Luciano would yeah, probably I was have about been to say good Luciano, looking? Then I was in like, his... no, he was probably good. I want to wait. Let me see if yeah. I can find a a um a young photo of Luciano because that man right there, young. Have you seen Joseph Stalin? Young. He looked like Zac so, Efron. He really. I does. was like, what? Okay. Oh no, Luciano was ugly. Ooh, I don't know if I like it. Mm, Ooh, no, I'm not liking it very Ooh. much. Mm-mm. Like, I think the picture I had in my mind and what I'm looking at now. Maybe people from the 20s were just not that great looking. No, maybe the great looking people were not becoming criminals. Wait, let's see what Al Capone looked young. I want to see what the queen looked Y'all like. Y'all can young. also Google while we are Googling. Yeah. The queen young oh, photo. Just shut up. <laughs> You and this queen <laughs> nonsense. I'm sure she looked very evil back in her days. Is that her? <laughs> That's Al Capone. Oh! <laughs> I thought it was her. I was like, what? Imagine you think Al Capone is the whole queen. Mm-mm, this lady rubs me the wrong way. There's something about the queen that's not right. She's stunning. There's something that's not okay. She's gorgeous. Okay, before me and Olene start this whole argument about the Queen again, we hope you enjoyed this. It was very interesting. My man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for criminals. He de- He's one of those people who deserve to be up there, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Up there with Bonnie and Clyde, up there with Al Capone, up there with Luciano. This man right here. But I suppose that's all for this week. So from now until next time. Uh, sorry, I'm still Googling Queen for Oh my goodness! No, <laughs> no funerals. Hey, 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 wake up. It's a fair museum. Can you hear them? Listen, listen. Can you hear them? Never been there, 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 there.